Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Mark chapter 15, 23. Before we do that, I want to say thanks to the family leader who is our 2022 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. They've got a great organization. You can hear some details about it in the announcement after this podcast. Go check out what they're doing. And thanks to them for sponsoring us this year. I also want to point out that as we're drawing to the end of the book of Mark, you're going to want to especially stay tuned to a conversation I have with Pastor Bob Erickson about the long ending of Mark. If you're not familiar with that topic or that issue, there's a longer ending in Mark. You can see it at the end of chapter 16 in your Bible that is not found in the earliest manuscripts. So instead of doing a devotion on that text, which is debatable as to whether it should be in scripture or not, I'm going to have a 10-minute conversation with Pastor Bob Erickson about how Christians should view that text and what it means regarding our understanding of the authority of scripture and the validity of the gospels. But we're a few days from that, so let's get back to Mark chapter 15. 15 verse 23. This is one verse that's part of a larger text on the crucifixion of Jesus. That text is paralleled in Matthew chapter 27 verses 32 through 44. We did a broad devotion covering that longer text back in episode 584 when we went through the book of Matthew. Now that we're in Mark in this text that is largely similar to that text in Matthew, rather than doing a broad overview of a longer text, we're looking at some of the specific details that are embedded in here to see if the Lord would illuminate our thinking about anything along the way. A couple days ago, we talked about Simon of Cyrene, the guy who carried Jesus' cross. Yesterday, we talked about the place of the skull, Golgotha. And today, this is what verse 23 says. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. So Jesus is on his way to being crucified. He's already been scourged, a lot of pain. He's going to experience a lot more pain as he gets nailed to a cross and eventually executed. And so I researched a little bit, why did Jesus not drink this wine mixed with myrrh that was offered to him, and what is it in the first place? I came across an article from DesiringGod.org that I'm going to link in the show notes for this episode called The Wine Jesus Drank. It, along with other sources that I looked at, confirms that this wine mixed with myrrh was intended to be kind of an anesthetic to dull the excruciating pain that Jesus and evidently other criminals in those days who it was offered to as they were in the process of being executed. But Jesus refuses this wine mixed with myrrh and some scholars, theologians, have suggested that this was so that he would fully experience, without any anesthetic, the wrath of God against sin. Now, Scripture doesn't articulate this clearly for us. No one says that for sure. This is just speculation. And it seems to line up with what we do know from other parts of Scripture, that Jesus willingly embraced the punishment for sin that God poured out on him as he stood in our place, or as he hung in our place. Later on in Mark chapter 15 verse 36, as Jesus was hanging on the cross, it says somebody ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to Jesus to drink. This sour wine would have been different than the wine mixed with myrrh. It was not an anesthetic, rather it was a drink that the Roman soldiers would commonly have drank, would have been right around there. In one of the gospels, Jesus, as he's hanging on the cross, says that he's thirsty, and so this is likely somebody giving him a drink to ease his thirst which would have the effect of prolonging his life. If 
this is the case, you've got Jesus turning down the thing that would make his experience a little more bearable. Although, I mean, how much is wine mixed with myrrh really going to help the situation physically? It's still going to hurt like crazy. Nevertheless, he's turning down wine mixed with myrrh that is like an anesthetic. And on the other end, he's accepting sour wine to quench his thirst, which might have the effect of slightly prolonging his life. In the words of David Mathis, the author of this article, The Wine Jesus Drank at DesiringGod.org, which is linked in the show notes, it says, At the cross, he drank the wine of his father's wrath down to its very dregs, and he did so for us, that we might enjoy the wine of his father's love, join him at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and live redeemed forever in the glorious presence of the one who took no shortcuts in saving us. Whether the speculation surrounding why Jesus turned down one wine and drank another, as it is laid out in this article, is actually true or not, we know without a doubt from the biblical record that Jesus took no shortcuts in saving us. And someday, as a result, those of us who put our faith and trust in him for the forgiveness of our sin, those of us who have received him, who believed in his name, who confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will spend eternity in heaven with him. And that's going to include a marriage feast where we drink wine together to celebrate what Jesus purchased for us at the cross that day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.